A salary is the drug they give you when they want you to forget about your dreams. Welcome to the Corporate Dropout Podcast. I'm your host, Alacia Citro. If you're sick of the corporate hamster wheel and looking to feel inspired and empowered to live a high vibe life as your own boss, you're in the right place. Dare to drop out in three, two, one. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the business I'm launching. Do you have a business idea, but you don't know where to start? Or maybe you've started your own business, but you know there are boxes you need to check when it comes to taxes, finance, legal protection, marketing, and more. Same. That's why I founded Thea Collective. Named for the Greek goddess of light, Thea was created to light the path for entrepreneurs. We have the community, courses, and connections that will help every entrepreneur quantum leap and avoid costly mistakes. Learn from experts across professions and get the blueprint you need for your business. Text biz, that's B-I-Z, to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com to learn more. Hello, friends. We have a very special guest today a member of the Upstarter Pods family, Danielle McCleary. Danielle is an entrepreneur, wellness enthusiast, fitness expert, motivational trainer, mom, a proud member of the LGBTQ community, a Sagittarius, sun and moon, and an eight wing seven on the Enneagram. Fun fact is that we actually have the same birthday and I too am an eight wing seven. And Danielle is also a certified badass and a professional hype girl. Her podcast on the daily is a personal favorite and she shares interviews and personal stories of people living their most authentic and acoustic lives. Danielle, welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi friend. Good to see you. Good to see you. Well, you are a dynamo and I loved being interviewed on your show. So I'm excited to flip the script and interview you today. <laughs> I mean, your show, your episode was one of like the, like I got so much feedback on that show, on that episode saying like how it was just what everyone needed to hear. I just feel like with the great resignation, like anyone that comes on my show, that's like a corporate dropout, you know, they're like, I need to know about this. Like, how did she do that? So Thank you for being on my show because everybody really, really loved that episode a lot. I have a feeling you might have gotten more downloads because the title was very provocative, though. It was like disrespecting. What was it? Blatant Dis- disrespect Dis- of corporate norms. Yeah, disrespecting <laughs> corporate norms. I mean, I'm all about disrespecting norms. So, um, you know, if you want to swear, you want to say whatever, I, I'm kind of on your vibe with that. So I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> Great. The F-bomb's my favorite word. Yeah, me too. We'll ask, put a little... Ask my text. son. <laughs> my daughter hasn't started repeating it yet. I've been trying to like, you know, rein it back in now that she's three, but I'm sure it's a matter mm-hmm. of time. Oh, so, it's almost six and he still doesn't repeat it. You're fine. Oh, all right. Let's hope. Yeah, I'll... You're good. Prayers up. <laughs> all right. So let's start out with your professional background. So you were a head trainer at SoulCycle. You were there for nine years. And you recently mm-hmm. left to become a mm-hmm. corporate dropout. So how did you start working mm-hmm. at SoulCycle? Let's start at the beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was working in the entertainment industry. I was on Disney Channel. You were? On okay, wait, called... hang on. Sidebar, tell us. Yeah, I was on the on the show called Di- uh, Ant Farm on Disney Channel. And uh, we were shooting in Hollywood. And I had to be on set every day at like 9.30 a.m., And I worked in a sound studio all day until 6 p.m. And I thought I was like living the dream because this is what I went to school for. I went to school for theater. I went to school for dance. I got my master's in theater. Like 
literally, I was like, I'm living my dream. I'm on the Disney channel. Literally. I actually, but like what I didn't realize is I was actually in the seventh circle of hell. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I, a friend of mine was working at soul cycle and she was like, you have to come and take class here. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I grew up a dancer. I've been professional. I danced professionally since the time I was 16. I was like, I have zero interest in getting on a bike in a dark room that goes nowhere, but thank you so much. So it took her a long time, which is, this is like a pattern for me. I say no to things for a long time before I say yes to them. I'm sure you agree. Uh, relate. We're both born on the same day. So I see you nodding <laughs> yep. and I know that you agree. Um, and so, uh, but eventually I did, I went and I took class and I fucking hated it. I was like, well, that was great. Never coming back. Thanks so much. Um, and then somehow I did come back again and that time I fell in love with it. And, you know, they say that your instructor and the music will change you and it did. And, um, I just remember being like, I have to do this every day. I don't know why, but I have to do this every day. And so I started writing like every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 6am. I think in like seven months, I spent like almost $10,000 at this place. And, um, then we were on hiatus from my show and I was like, well, I need a little bit of money. And like, actually I'd like to work out for free. So I just worked the front desk. I got a job at the front desk and like spraying shoes and like helping celebrities like get on their bikes. And it was like very apparent that I had zero interest in cleaning shoes and I had zero interest in doing anything, but like talking to people. Um, so then everybody started saying like, you should audition to be an instructor. I started writing podium for certain instructors, which is like, basically they don't want to ride their bike that day. So they pick someone to ride for them. And I started doing that. And then everyone's like, you should audition. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. That's not my thing. No, thank you. And then again, something changed and I did and went to New York, lived there for four months. And while I got trained and like training was like six days a week, six hours a day on a bike. Like it was, you're training to be a professional athlete. Cause I think what a lot of people don't understand is like different from professional athletes is like, we didn't get an off season. So like, it was literally like nine years of my life. I was teaching 10, anywhere from 10 to 20 spin classes on the bike at like six days a week. So wow, lived in New York, came back and yeah, I taught for a long time. And then, um, a few years ago, like three or four years ago, I became um, I started doing the training team when we opened up West Coast training. That wasn't a thing when I went. Everyone had to go to New York. So then they opened up West Coast training. And I was head of West Coast training by the end of my career. And, um, you know, the pandemic was really, really hard on fitness. And uh, it was really tough to be in that industry. And just to kind of push the Kool-Aid that you didn't necessarily agree with was really hard for me. Uh, and something that I'm not I, it doesn't align with my core values. And so there was like a moment that I realized it was in like October, I realized this company is only going to survive with people who are a full body. Yes to it. And as much as it's going to break my heart to leave, uh, I know that they're going to survive better without me. And in order for me to find truly find my soul, I'm going to have to let my heart break. And so October 31st was my last day and it was the best fucking decision of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked me on a podcast, I can't, maybe it was even you. I don't know. It all blends together, but I was being interviewed and they were like, have you had any buyer's remorse since you left Google? I, I asked like, you that. No. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was you. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. like, fuck no. I mean, I missed the check. That was great. But yeah, it's like, yeah. That's how you know yeah. you did the right thing. 
Yeah. I mean, there was like a little bit, cause I left October 31st and there was like a, a point during that month of November that I was like, uh, okay. So now I have to do this myself. And I already had been like, I'd built to the top level of a network marketing company. Like I make good money. It was, but it was, it's more like, it's all up to me now where like, you know, when you work for corporate, it's like, you do your job, you get your check. You show up, mm-hmm. you get your money and yeah. so not having that. And then there was a little bit of an identity crisis of like, okay, so I'm not a fitness instructor anymore. And I never mm-hmm. like took on the identity of SoulCycle. I think so many fitness instructors, they become their company. That was never me. Like I was always Danielle who also taught SoulCycle. And so that wasn't the issue. It was more that like I had been teaching fitness for the last decade of my life. And now I no longer did that. And I felt the same way when I left the dance industry, I've been a dancer for the last decade of my life. And now I no longer do that. So there is a little bit of like, Oh shit. And I don't think that that I think God, the universe, whoever you pray to, I don't think that that you're going to get that next level of yourself unless you're truly ready. And a lot of that readiness comes from leaving things as hard as that may be in the moment. Oh my God. I couldn't agree with that more. And like shedding these identities that aren't part of our true nature, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's a part of your Mm -hmm. story, but like you weren't created to be a fitness instructor or to be a dancer. Like that's a component, but it's not who you are intrinsically. I mean, the through line to that and what I'm realizing now that I'm in my thirties is like, I've always wanted to just inspire people and motivate people to be the absolute best version of like, I'm, your number one hype girl. Like that is literally like what I've always been for people. And so all of these different platforms that I've, you know, taken on, whether it be dance, theater, performing, you know, teaching dance, teaching spin, coaching new instructors, like all network marketing, like all of these little steps are all just like, just little tools in the bucket to that ultimate purpose, which is, you know, helping people to really like, take a look at their life and become the best version that they can be. So yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think, do you do, did you feel like that? Like, do you feel like even working for Google that you, that like, that was never like your full expression, but it was a necessary step. And did you even, okay, that's a two part question. Did you also feel like when you were doing it, you knew that it wasn't your full expression, but you knew that you were going to have to go through it in order to get to that next step? Because that's how I felt at SoulCycle since day one. Oh, see, I didn't have that level of awareness. For me, I was like, oh my God, I've made it. This is my dream. I can say I work for Google, but it was an ego thing, right? Mm, Oh, like Like, I work for Google. Yeah. Yeah. Because people know it is really hard to get hired there. Like I referred so many amazing people in and none of them even got a call. And I'm like, how the hell did I make it in here? You know what I mean? So I think there was a lot of like pride and all of that. But then you know, I started March 2nd, 2020, then the world shuts mm-hmm. down, including Mila's school. And now I'm like, okay, how do I onboard at this very difficult job? And it, it, it exposed my priorities and that they were far out of alignment. And that until I shed, again, shedding the identity of, oh, I work at Google. Oh, I'm, you know, a tech sales superstar, whatever. I can't get to be who I'm meant to be and serve the people I'm meant to serve, you know? And that was another reason I Mm. left too. I was too far removed from feeling of service, you know? 
It's like, yeah, maybe I'll save you some money, but uh, you know, it's just going in shareholder pockets. It's not making a difference anymore. Like it was. And I, yeah, yeah. And I even felt the same way when I left, like when I made it to the top level of a network marketing company, you know, the world shut down as soon as that happened, the, the pandemic started literally right after I promoted to the very top level. Like imagine that fuckery. But I, I like promoted and then everything plateaued. And then all of a sudden, what do we do when things plateau, right? You like look around and you're like, well, what am I doing wrong? Like, help me. So then all of a sudden you're getting all this advice and like direction and telling people telling you to like, follow a system, follow the system, follow the system. And you go, okay. But like, then I turn around and I'm teaching my team this system that I never used to do what I did. And then I'm wondering why numbers are falling, why I feel out of alignment, why it feels shitty. And so it wasn't actually until a couple months ago that I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to do this exactly the way that I did this. I'm going to build this again, the way that I built it the first time. And I'm going to attract the same type of people into my business. And wow, imagine that it works. <laughs> it's really yeah, crazy. Yeah, you- You got to do it your own way. So I have Mm -hmm. a quick follow up on the soul cycle thing. You like Mm -hmm. knew in your body it was time. Was that enough? Or did you also get a sign of any kind? I think there was a lot of resistance, like everything I wanted, like, I couldn't get the promotion that I, I deserved. Like I, there's like different levels of instructor. The top level is a master instructor. And I have had been training instructors for three years at, by this point. And I still hadn't been promoted to master instructor. I was a senior instructor. And like, it's like, it was at the point where like everybody thought I was. So when I would tell them like, Oh no, I'm only a senior. They'd be like, wait, what? Like, that's how ridiculous it was. And, um, but I was like, I, it was like such a toxic relationship where I'd be like, but they tell me I'm doing a good job. So like, it's fine. But it was like this abusive relationship where you get addicted to that positive reinforcement, even though like mm-hmm. what you actually want is never coming. And that just kept showing up a lot in the last, I would say the last year. Um, you know, and then the company made some choices like pertaining to the pandemic that I was like, ah, that's not who we are. That's not who I am. Like, that's not what I stand for. Um, you know, stuff with like vaccines, like vaccine only. And like, I don't care what people think about vaccines. Like that's not what my, that's not my issue. My issue is when other, when you try to tell other people what to do with their body, like I'm, I've never been like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm like, I could care less what you do. And like, what I do is what I do. And what you do is what you do. And like, as long as we're both happy with that choice, great. Um, and so when that was actually part of what made me want to leave Google too. Yeah. 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 When the company started making choices for other people, I was like, eh, we're, our motto is all souls welcome. So like, I get mm. it that you're trying to do it to like be woke. But like when you become so woke that you're actually regressive, that's where yeah. I have a problem. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you don't feel the alignment anymore. You feel like you're kind of mm-hmm. like living a, a lie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I just kept getting like confirmation from people being like, you should really like, create coaching courses. You should really do this. You should really do that. And like, I think enough of that. And then I finally, Mm. like I tuned into human design actually, and really like got clear with like where my authority is. And I'm a Mm. sacral generator. Like my authority is in my, yeah, I'm a six, two, uh, I'm a six, two sacral generator, which means that like every choice I make has to come from my gut instinct, but the in the impulse is always to overthink. And so I overthought it for a really long time, but yeah, when yeah. I finally realized it was like, it just cracked. And I was like, oh, I ha- I can't be here anymore. And it was a very easy decision at that point. And everyone was like, oh, what? 
was like, <laughs> bye. Love you all so much. Well, and you know, part part of what I love about this story is that, you know, people listening tend to be people who want to leave their corporate job, or maybe they already have, and they're on the path of entrepreneurship and they like learning from, you know, people like you and the other guests. But I think it's really hard to leave your corporate gig if you don't have this backup plan in place. So how long before you mm-hmm. left SoulCycle did you start with your network marketing company? Like a uh, year, almost, two years, something like that? Um, no, almost three. Because I, I just hit three years in... Um, I, I just hit three years in January. It, it, it last in January. So it would have been like just shy of three years. Um, I had been at the top level for almost two years. Yeah, like at top 1%. And so you said it best when you interviewed me on your show, and I've stolen this, I need to give you credit every time I say it, that network marketing is like entrepreneurship with training wheels, right? Because you're given basically a business in in the box, like all the systems are set up, you just have to go and talk to people, right? And teach your team how to duplicate that. Do you think you're... Well, so I guess this is a two-part question. So the first would be, do you credit network marketing and your success with the ability to leave when it no longer felt aligned at SoulCycle? And then I'll ask you part two. (laughs) Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, Yes and no. I think yes, because it's entrepreneurship with training wheels. And what network marketing taught me is that I don't have to work for anybody else. And when you are working for yourself and like, sure, you know, there's this thing in the network marketing where you go, I own my own business. You don't own your own business in network marketing. You are a franchisee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. You're a franchisee of the network marketing company. You have entrepreneurial abilities within that structure, which actually I love because I don't have to do inventory. I don't have to pay over. Like, you know, it's, there's a lot of pluses that come with that. But I think you learn and you you come to realize that you don't have to take other people's shit. <laughs> And so I started to, you know, I started to like grow and I started to be like, wait, I don't have to put up with this. Like, you know, and it kind of started like the company started to tell me like, no, you can't have that day off. And I'd be like, oh, no, 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 that wasn't a question. Like, I'm not going to be here that day. And when I started (laughs) to like, like I had been there like eight years and they like, it was like my, I had been there eight years and I had asked for Christmas off and they were like, Oh, we're not gonna be able to give you Christmas off this year. And I was like, I literally responded. Thank you so much for your response. Unfortunately, that wasn't a question. I was telling you, I'm not going to be here on Christmas because I actually have my son on Christmas day this year. So if you want me to call out the week of like, whatever's easier for you, but I won't be here. And I sent that email I and it. I was like, wow. Okay, Danielle. So you're a different person now. So yes, I think in that respect, yes, I did learn who I was through network marketing. And I also like, I, I, I re, I re, I got like back in touch with who, who I am and what I add to the table, which sometimes working for corporate, you get into this like zone of like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Just follow the rules. Just do what you're told. And when you break out of that matrix, it's really easy to go to like, look back at the matrix and be like, what the fuck? So (laughs) yes. And no, no, no. In terms of like, I think I probably would have left on my own eventually anyway, just because I know who like, because that's who I am. Like eventually I wouldn't have been happy and I would have left, but I would say that that building something alongside of it definitely made it easier financially to make that choice. Cause obviously I can't just like, Oh, no. Throw caution to win. I have a kid. 
Well, and, you know, would you have been able to say, oh, no, that wasn't a request. Like if you had needed the money and needed the job, I mean, like why I think everyone needs to have diversified income is to create choice. 100%. You know, choice 100%. and freedom. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, and there were a Especially lot of times Especially if you're eight like no. us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of time before I did have them. Like my income at, my income matched my income at my, like the money I was earning from my network marketing company matched my soul cycle income by about four months into my business. So wow. Wow. It happened. And I was making six figures with soul cycle. So like it happened really fast. Um, cause obviously I, I had this like incredible network and I'm a magnetic person. Um, but yeah, it, it happened are. fast, but, but it's true when you have that money. Yeah. You, yeah, um, if I didn't have that money, I, I probably would have been fuck like, oh, you we're... money. Yes, <laughs> yes, fuck you money. Yes, yes. Yep, it's so key. So, okay, the second part of the question then, do you feel like network marketing gave you that confidence and courage to go and create your own business, which we're going to talk more about in a moment, Hype University from the ground up? I mean, you're creating something out of nothing. Would you have been able to do that if it hadn't been for the network marketing kind of showing you what you were made of? Would I have been able to? Sure. Would I have? No. Cause I, I didn't, I wouldn't have known the first thing about it. I think, like you said, it's entrepreneurship with training wheels. So I learned how to be an entrepreneur. I learned how to have entrepreneurial um, savviness that then I could mm -hmm. take and apply to actually building a full business from the ground up, like true entrepreneurship status. So yeah, no, I, I don't think I would have done it. I think I could have, sure, but I don't think I would have. Yeah, I I feel the same way about me building something from the ground up now too. Like I needed the mm -hmm. yeah the training wheels and the confidence boost that I got from from my company. I mean, I don't think I would have built my podcast either. Like my podcast either. I don't think I would have built like you know like having building a podcast from the ground up a year ago, a little over a year ago now. Like that also came because I got confidence from my network marketing business. So yeah, yeah, I think, I think that if you're listening, the takeaway from that question is if you are looking to become an entrepreneur and you have no idea where to start, maybe, maybe start a network marketing business to teach you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I actually was thinking I'm going to do like a, a bonus episode on like pros and cons to look at when you're evaluating companies, because there's so many network marketing companies or social retail companies out there now, and they're not all created equally. So, but yeah, I think it's such totally. a great place to start. So shifting mm -hmm. gears a little bit. So you show up in your full authenticity as an entrepreneur every single day. And actually you had a really funny reel. It might've been yesterday that you posted it. It was um, Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. And you were singing <laughs> into a lamp and you were saying something like, you can't be upset about not getting results that you didn't work for. So, yeah. I, which I loved, so true. So how do you show up in your full expression and on a consistent basis? Because consistency can be hard. Yeah. So I, uh, I have five guiding principles in my life that I always come back to. And like my affirmations stem from them, everything. And number one is you deserve everything in this life you desire. There's not a single person on this planet who can tell you that you are worthy of something except for you. And once you realize that you are deserving and worthy of everything you desire, your life will change. Yeah. Number two is uh, like what you 
the way that what you eat, what you think, what you listen to your friends, the energy that you allow into your space matters. Uh, Your vessel is priority. Another guiding principle that I have is like healing, like your generational trauma is not your fault, but healing it is absolutely your responsibility. Yeah. Uh, You know, you have to be a person who is willing to like go through shit and, and not repeat those patterns because everything that you are as an adult is stems from the programming that you received as a child. And that's not to say anything against your parents or parents. I, I, I also think like a bonus principle is like really believing every day that everyone is doing the best they can with, with the resources yes. they have. Yeah, um, that's a really, that's a really freeing healing, uh, stance to take on life. So, um, that would be like a bonus to that, but you know, you're, it's not your parents' fault that they, you know, and like I'm putting, I'm doing shit to my kid too, that I don't intend to do. And he's going to have to, you know, handle that. The difference is like, I'm going to teach him how to do that early, you know, but you know, your the relationship you have with money, the relationship you have with others, the relationship you have with yourself, all of that stems from the story and the trauma that you went through as a child, you know, and trauma is anything from like your parents being broke or rich to like abuse that took place in your family. Like trauma is such a wide range. And then number four is uh, if somebody has not walked the path I'm walking and if somebody has not gone where I'm going, they do not get an opinion, period. Like they do not get an opinion. Um, A lot Mm -hmm. of people will have a lot to say and a lot of people who are not willing to level up themselves will be very quick to be like, and like try to hold on to everything. Um, But if they have not gone where I'm going, they do not get an opinion. And um, number five is just realizing like, you don't have to work for anyone else. You never do. And saying everything you do, whether it be in your relationships, your job, your like your business, like the way you are, like the way you live, the way that you think, like just attaching, I am choosing this to everything you do, your life changes. Because if you're in a shitty situation, if you're in a toxic relationship, if you have a toxic job and you say to yourself, I am choosing this, that's going to do something to you physically, viscerally, right? So um, yeah. I think it's just like realize, coming, having that self-realization to say like, I am choosing this every single day. And then realizing that like, if you don't like it, you can change it. And that is something that you were, that's not, that's nothing that like you had to earn. That's sovereign. That's like your sovereignty. Mm. So that's oh like, God, I love that's, that. yeah, that's kind of like the five things that like I do show up every single day. And I just believe that like, we're all here for a purpose, right? Like you're here for a purpose. I'm here for a purpose. Our producer Chase is here for a purpose. We're all here on this planet for a reason. And um, how dare we not live that to our fullest expression? Because if we're not living to our fullest expression and, and sharing our gifts the way that they were designed to be shared, then we are not only doing ourselves a disservice, we are preventing other people from letting their gifts shine. So as a sacral generator, right. As a generator yourself, like our, our purpose on this planet, our God given universe given purpose is to live a life that lights us up so bright that we have energy that spills into the world around us. So if I'm doing something that is not a full body sacral, yes. And I am not showing up 100% me, I am doing myself a disservice and I'm actually taking energy from other people that, that they don't deserve that. So Mm. yeah, I mean, showing up authentically is more of like, it's, it's more than just like what I want. It's like, it's my purpose. It's like why I'm here. 
I feel like we need to do a bonus episode just on human design. Oh, I'll totally do your human design. I just, I'm a certified reader now. Like I'll read your design on your show. Yeah. I mean, I love like Enneagram and, and I, I do like, you know, the astrology chart, like your birth chart. That's been pretty telling, but nothing has resonated the way that human design has. It's pretty cool. And if you want someone who can read your chart, like if you're into astrology and like, that's your jam, like I love astrology too. That's actually what led me to human design. There is a girl on the internet. Her name is the Oath Oracle. Mm. You can book a session with her. And like, she doesn't just go through like your moon and sun and rising sign. Like she goes through your nodes. She goes through your houses. She goes through like everything in your chart and like pertains it to business. Like she is incredible. Yeah. Her name's Oath Oracle. And she's booked out like seven. Yeah. She's looked like she's booked out like seven months ahead of like into the future, but so worth it. But human design. People think that this stuff is so nuts. Like before anyone dives into this, like when they first hear about it, they're like, oh, that's so weird. Or like, oh, that's sacrilegious. It's like, you know, no, but that's, I always realm. say that. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, I always say that though. I go like, cause I talk to Christians who are like very hesitant to human design because it like it contradicts, but I'm like, does it though? Like you believe as a Christian that Jesus put you here for a purpose. So wouldn't it be like beneficial if you found out like actually what that purpose was? And like, if it resonates with you, if you learn about your design and it doesn't resonate with you, say la vie. But what if it does? Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm just open to all of it. You know, that's the journey I'm on. So if you're listening to this and you're not at that point, it's all good. We accept you. You're exactly where you need to be. (laughs) We're also Sagittarius's though. And anybody who wants to tell us more about ourselves, we're like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Well, and um, also I remember from uh, the interview I did on your show, you have a stellium in Sagittarius as well, which for those of you who don't know, it's if you have four or more planets in one sign. I have five in Sag and you have five or six, don't you? I have seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we're like turbocharged Sagittarius. So that's probably why we're so into all this personal development. I'm stuff. like very, yeah, I'm Sag. <laughs> and then I'm also like a lot of Scorpio. Like a lot of my first houses are actually in Scorpio which is interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very interesting. It's like a mystery. <laughs> oh, and I started following that coast. What's it called? Co-star on Instagram. Co-star. Highly recommend. I will link that too. It attacks um, you okay. every time, right? Every time that, that account will attack a Sagittarius every time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like spot on pretty much. All right. So <laughs> tell me about Hype University, this new business that you're starting. First off, I freaking love the name. Second of all, I feel like everyone needs more like hype up in their life. So what is Hype University? How does it work? Plug away. Tell us everything. Yeah. So Hype University is uh, like, I'm still con- it's still in the conceptualizing process. And I'm just the type of person where like, I'll have an idea, I'll launch it. And, you know, it's still going to develop over time. But basically, I... I am like the world type person. Like I will never judge a person based on what they want to do. Like you want to go be a stripper, like live your truth, honey. Like I am all for it. You know, like you want to go into law enforcement. Great. The corporate life's for you. Awesome. Like I believe that if every person on this planet is doing what they are designed to do, like the world would, we would have no conflict. We'd have no conflict. Um, And so hype, you know, yeah. So hype university was really born out of that. And it's basically an entrepreneurship coaching business where there will be, um, digital assets like eBooks. And I'm currently working on a survival guide for entrepreneurs. Um, and then there will be like online courses you can take that are kind of shorter and like more just like sound bites, like different topics, social media, money, 
mindset, like different topics in that realm. And then I'm also in the process of building out a six month coaching container called the acoustic you, um, which will be like, yeah, which will be for like, kind. it's just like the all in, it's all of that, just all encompassing. We'll incorporate human design. We'll incorporate like social media, um, attraction marketing, all of the things, like all the things that I basically wish I knew when I got started. So like how to start an Mm. LLC, like how to get a bookkeeper, like the importance of these things, you know, like the the tactical stuff. And then also the mindset stuff, because so much of entrepreneurship, as you know, is mental, which I feel like this is very, a very similar business to the Thea Collective, right? Oh yeah. So much synergy. So we're going to have to collaborate on things and send business back and forth. Yeah. I'm like Mm -hmm. all about it. And actually, well, Mm -hmm. okay. So by the time this airs, this episode will have already gone live, but I had an experience with medicinal mushrooms last weekend. And one of the visions that I had was that there was like all of these women, some I knew, some I didn't. And we all had like arms around each other. And it was like, like bright light and like lifting up the world. And I was like, okay, we're in the midst of, I mean, kind of like an economic revolution, right? Like there's two economies right now. And I think women and women-owned businesses are really going to be at the center of like lifting up everything. The right? great resignation so much choice. is women. Yeah. The great resignation yeah. is really women deciding that yeah. they are made for more. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about linking up arms and Let's do it. Yeah. Plenty to go around. Yeah. Abundance mindset. Here for it. <laughs> I Yeah. Like the, this idea that like there's not enough pie at the table. Like it's bullshit. No, there's so much pie totally and there's so much table. And there's more pie being created all the time. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't have pie, if you don't see pie being created, you can also bake a pie. A hundred percent. Yes. Cannot agree more. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about your podcast for a little bit on it. Nothing is off the table. You interview business masterminds, wellness and spirituality experts, leaders in the LGBTQ community, world-renowned athletes, performers, writers, and just everyday humans that have a heart to share with the goal being to help the listeners peel back the layers and to be inspired to be exactly who they are, to fill up the cup, and to be the most acoustic, I love that, authentic and best version of themselves, which I, all of that's so great. So what inspired you to start this podcast and what have been your favorite parts of it so far? So that's a great question. What started the podcast idea was that I had all these amazing humans in my network that like, I was like, the world needs to know these stories. And, you know, I'd been getting like little universe nods, like you should just start a podcast, start a podcast, start a podcast. And so I finally was like, I'm gonna start a fucking podcast. So I started a fucking (laughs) podcast. And all these people, like I I have all these people in my network that I just like, their stories were so incredible. And like, they were just living these amazing lives. And I call like acoustic, like if you were on a stage, I, I, okay. So I came up with like the acoustic, like it's kind of been this term I've been using for a really long time. And it's, it all started from when I saw Katy Perry live at hotel cafe when I was like 18 years old. And she was like a gospel singer on stage by herself in a hand me down blue dress with like a acoustic guitar and like no set, no backup dancers, no production. And she has this gore, like gorgeous voice. And I'm not, not like a huge Katy Perry fan or anything, but this was just an experience I had. And I was like, wow, like the acoustic version of people is truly, cause then like a couple years later, I kissed a girl came out and I heard that and I was like, Oh, like that's a cool artist. And then I realized they were the same person. And oh I was like, God, Whoa, wild. like wild. Yeah. Like imagine like, like the, like, I just said like the acoustic version of people is such a beautiful thing. And so many people don't know that version of themselves because they are, we are told in society to like pack on these layers, like filters, makeup, like 
you know, conditioning, programming, like whatever it is. And then before you know it, like you don't even know who you are anymore. So this podcast was really born out of this need to like show people like it's okay to be your authentic and acoustic self. And that was like season one. So season one, we had so much fun. Like I threw so much spaghetti at the wall. Like I interviewed everyone to the point where like our producer was like, you have to figure out where you're going. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going, but we're having a great time. Um, and I did, I interviewed so many awesome people and like some episodes did great and like some didn't, and it didn't matter. Cause I just like had a blast. And then we kind of hit like the end of season one. And I felt like that out of alignment thing happening. So I was like, Oh, I need to like, I really need to figure out where this is going. And one thing that I am so lit up by, as we've been talking about is like authentic acoustic entrepreneurship. And mm -hmm. so season two, we like really like honed in on that. And so now we're really focusing on interviewing people who are acoustic and what I like that authentic entrepreneur and like people that are just like walking the walk and talking the talk and are also yeah. willing to share and like help others do the same. And so, um, I've had a lot of really amazing, amazing episodes. I, I mean, it's like really hard for me to like ever narrow it down, but I think my favorite thing about it is of course, interviewing friends, but be like all of the people that I've met who have been introduced to me, like through the podcast. So like you, for example, like people mm -hmm. that I've just like, that are so aligned and like, we are so connected synergistically, but, um, you know, I would have probably never known, like that's been yeah. the best part, you know, and just like getting to, it's so fun to see like, oh my gosh, like, you know, when we pass like 50,000 downloads, you're like, wow, that's a lot of people. Like, it's yeah. just really, it's just been a lot of fun. It's just like another way to kind of do what I've always wanted to do. And it's just help people live their best lives. So I'm, I love it. I'm, sh I'm sure you agree. Like it's oh. the best. It's so fun. And I mean, I think one of my favorite parts of it is when people, I have no idea who they are, screenshot and post it and tag me. And they're like, I love this episode. It's like, oh my gosh, like I have no idea who you even are. And like, I'm so honored that you would even take the time to do that. Like, it's just, you don't know how many people you're going to impact with it. It's pretty cool. You And you want to know something that happened. You made me think of this. So I was in Miami a couple weeks ago for a corporate uh, retreat with my network marketing company. And we were like on the other side of town. So this wasn't somebody in my network marketing company. Uh, we were at this restaurant and I come out of the bathroom and this girl comes up to me and she goes, excuse me, are you Danielle on the daily? And I was like, no way you were. Uh, I, I was like, I am Danielle on the daily. She goes, Oh my gosh. I just have to, you just have to know, like your podcast has changed my life. And I was like, Wow. What? And she's like, I got out of a toxic relationship. Like I realized I was in love with my best friend, the woman, like it was the craziest thing. Wow. And she literally, yeah, she literally had been introduced to my podcast through a friend who had also listened to it. Like I didn't know this girl. And then she's like, and now I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, wow. Like, wow. It's just, I don't know. Like, of course, you know, that podcasting can like really kind of spread your wings, but like, then when it shows up, you're like, damn. Okay. It's awesome. Well, and, you know, going back to something that you'd said earlier, like if you're playing small and you're not living authentically, like you're depriving yourself, but also the people around you. And like the reverse of that is true. Like when you're fully expressed, showing up how you want to be, not asking permission, like you have a double blessing because you're blessing yourself and all the people that get to bear witness to it and give, you know, not that anyone needs permission, but mm -hmm. it can really help to mm -hmm. inspire people to go do it. You know, I love it. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. one of the final questions, this is something I normally don't dive into on the podcast. We kind of stick to business and that kind of stuff. But one thing I wanted to ask you about is your romantic life. So Ooh. 
I, and I, and I'm asking about this because I think it's really important. So, um, you shared with me when you were interviewing me that you had been married to a man and now you are happily engaged to a beautiful woman. So can you tell Mm. us about that transition and how you and your fiance met and anything else that you want to share? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I got married when I was 20 to my high school sweetheart and we like lived in London. We traveled the world. I went to like 28 countries before I was like, like 21 years old. Like it was the best experience ever until it wasn't. Um, and that ended. And I've always been a person who like, I believe that like relationships when they end, you don't have to like hate the person. Like I have so much reverence and so much respect and just like complete gratitude for every relationship I've been in because a, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be who I am today without that. And like, I think about like, so then I, so that, okay. So I, that relationship ended. And then I met Owen's dad, my son's dad. So the guy I was married to was not my son's dad. I was actually in another relationship and we fell madly in love, got pregnant, like five months into dating. I scheduled an abortion. Cause I was like, absolutely not like universe cosmic, like God shot was like, this is your child. This child chose you. And like, I woke up wow. and I was like, I'm not like, again, your body, your choice. Right. So like, I'm not like, it was never like, I, I was just going to do it. Cause I was like, we don't know each other, but something in me said, this is your child. This child picked you, oh, had wow. this baby, his dad and I were madly in love. And then we actually broke up a little after Owen was a year old. And, um, you know, it was like awkward. It was hard at first. Cause it's like, you kind of think that that's going to be it. Uh, but it's so crazy now. Like we're such, we're so close and like, it's very clear that we were meant to have this baby. And like, that was mm. our, that was our story. But oh, then, yeah. And so then like Breezy and I had been best friends for a few years. So Breezy and I, and like, I had dated women on and off. Like I've never said anything serious, but like, I dated women on and off. And it's so funny because people are like, Oh my God, you came out. Congratulations. And I'm like, (laughs) no, I didn't. I actually, I never actually had to like come out at all. And I, I am so grateful to my parents for that. Like I was raised in an environment that was like, I know, nope, that is not everyone's story. Um, but for me, like sexuality is a fluid thing and it was never like, I am this or I am that it's like, I've always just fallen for people. And like, Um. I fell in love with breezy who is so hot and like such an amazingly incredible, passionate person. And like, I fell in love with her and like, she happens to have a vagina. You know what I mean? Like it was never, it was never like, Oh, well, you're a woman. Like I'm gay. Like it was never like that. And it's so funny because everybody wants to label. Everybody feels comfortable if you're labeled, like that's just the world we live in. It makes everyone else more comfortable if they can label you. And so oftentimes like, Yes, we fall in, we're in the LGBT community. Obviously, we're in a same-sex relationship. And I I am so grateful to all of the pioneers in this in that community that have come before us that have just like, I do not take for granted how lucky I am to be in the situation I am in the country that I am in. And I mm. cannot like this is gonna be inflammatory to some people, I'm sure, but Go like for it. the people who well, the people who say like, oh, like uh, you know, the LGBT community is oppressed in America. Yeah, there are some places in America where I'm sure like Breezy and I would get weird looks. Like I'm sure that is happening, and I'm sure that like hate stuff still happens, just like it happens to everyone. And I'm on a podcast right now talking about my relationship. I talk about it all the time on like we are I'm not I've never felt personally, I have never felt oppressed. Um, and I'm just so grateful that like I can live that life, but 
yeah, it's, it's, it's Breezy's the fucking best man. Like, it's like you beat your twin flame. It doesn't really matter who they are. Like she's my person and she's the only person that really can put up with all of my colors, which like, there's a lot of them. So yeah, I don't know. Sexuality, sexuality has just always been a really fluid thing for me. It's never been like, you know, it's funny how we, I, I think in the LGBT community, you're kind of, you come out of a box to step into a smaller one. And I, never have really agreed with that. Yeah. So it, it throws people for a loop when I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm in, yeah, sure. I'm a lesbian for now. Like that's, yeah, I'm like, with, I'm with a woman. So I guess that would be the thing, but like, who's to say that like breezy and I, I, don't, I mean, that'll never happen because she's stuck with me forever. But like if her and I, for some reason broke up, like would I date a man again? Maybe depends on who they are, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I, I feel like because you're so fully expressed and living in your truth and authenticity, like to what you said earlier, like you don't care what other people's opinions are, uh, you know, like, no. so I, I think it's give great. A shit. Yeah. You're living like, by I your own rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that if more people would do that, like, why are we so concerned about what people think of our relationship? Like mm-hmm. be you, because honestly, love is a universal language. Like I really believe this love is a universal language. And if people see love, they don't really care. So it's really yeah. it's not about proving yourself to anybody. It's not about proving your, the validity of your relationship. It's about just being like all love. Like I am, mm-hmm. I, I, I radiate love breezy radiates love. And anybody who spends time with us, like there's not a person that we've met, even people that like are uncomfortable with the LGBT community. Like there's, we've never met anybody that's like uncomfortable with us because it's, it's all love and love is joy. And love is something that raises your vibration. And who doesn't want that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the highest, I believe on the emotional frequency scale. And our great mutual friend, Sandy said to me, when she saw you and Breezy in Miami, you were like down the beach And she was like, I don't know how far away you were, 100 yards or something, let's just say. She said from 100 yards away, it was like, oh my gosh, I need to go be near those people because you just have such a Mm. high, like you're leading with your energy, you know? So I think that that's- Well, Sandy and Wade are the same way. So like game recognizes game. (laughs) There you go. But yeah, I just, I, I thank you so much for coming on, just being so real and raw. I could talk to you for many more hours. Yeah. I'm like, really, if you have time, I think we should do a bonus episode on, on human design. Cause now I'm like very intrigued. We will. I have to get my son today, but not, but I, I do want to do this episode with you. I think we should do more like this. We should do like a, Ooh, we should do like a, like a workshop series. Ooh. So down done. Book it. Okay. Well, we are doing one more episode with you though today. So what are you going to be talking about after this in the uh, mini episode with a business tip? I'm going to be talking about all all about, yeah, lead generation through attraction marketing, like how to like generate and like attract the people that you want into your business, like without being weird. Love it. Yes. I mean, we're down with weird, but like, you know, you don't want to like be a creep. And I think that there could be less creepy. Yeah, for sure. So before we sign off... But like the best kind. <laughs> so before we sign off, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? And I will link everything in the show notes. Uh, you can find me at Danielle underscore on the daily. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I love Apple podcasts. Uh, you can go to DanielleMcCleary.com, which is still being built, but it's there. But really just come hang out with me on Instagram because that's really like where the magic happens. Yeah. yeah, her go watch her reels and you'll be very glad you did. <laughs> Well, Danielle, thank you for being here and we'll see you all back here tomorrow.
Thank you so much, friend. Love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. This episode was brought to you by Thea Collective, the learning community I founded for entrepreneurs. Text biz, that's B-I-Z to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com. That's T-H-E-I-A-collective.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help me get the word out about the corporate dropout by screenshotting and sharing this on social. I would appreciate it so much if you would subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review as well. And I do this show for you and I want to hear from you. So tell me, what is it that you want more of? Text me at 949-541-0951 or slide into the DMs at Corporate Dropout Official or Alicia Citro with two underscores. Until next time time.